0: What's new, listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two Cents Critic. If you want to mood for reviews of books, movies, and TV shows, then join in. Today, we'll be covering the Netflix series Wednesday, based on Wednesday Adams from, of course, the Adams family. This is a, a hit Netflix series that so many people have been raving over in this discussion. I will be joined by my friend Haley, who also watched the show. And I'll just say right now, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. it's okay. You know, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need all of this stuff to be perfect. You know, I can just edit it out or maybe just keep it in, you know. It's,
1: <laughs> it would be so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was because it's on my friend's um, iPhone. And so all of the calls that's okay okay
0: but yeah kaylee so say hello
1: hi <laughs> hello
0: oh great to have you on thank you so much for coming on here it's like on wednesday and for our listeners thank
1: you so much for having me you're
0: welcome and for our listeners do you want to introduce yourself a bit you know give a little picture of yourself to the audience
1: me oh my goodness uh hi my name is kaylee um i like to read, and I like to watch movies a lot. I love horror movies. And I love reading, and I love TV shows. I think Wednesday was my favorite TV show this year, actually.
0: Ooh. Yeah, so, Wednesday, the Netflix series. It was, again, a huge series, a huge show with people, a lot of people watching. I feel like, especially, like, it's been breaking. Streaming numbers, apparently. Or at least, you know, that's what we've been hearing, the announcements for Netflix being like, ooh, you know, it's the most watched show on the, you know, on our streaming service. Really? Yeah, I, I've been seeing some of the announcements, and it's been massive, you know? It's massive.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's and fair. it was
0: created by Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, who also were the co-creators of Smallville. And they also had... a writing so credits for Spider-Man 2.
1: Smallville, that, that one movie that they like... I don't remember that movie. I think I've seen oh, it. I think I've seen it, though.
0: Smallville, the TV show. Wizard, oh! A... Oh!
1: I was thinking of the that one where they get, like, transferred into the TV show they watch, kind of like Teen Beach movie, but it's not the Teen Beach movie one that I'm talking about. I don't
0: know. What oh, Pleasantville with Harvey McGuire. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's on my watch list, actually. Yeah. So now, uh, Wednesday, the, the show. Basically, for, for listeners, maybe if you don't know, but I feel like you probably you have a sense of what the show is, you know, if you're listening. But in case you don't know, don't know the premise, basically, Wednesday gets sent up to Nevermore Academy in a uh, in small town of Jericho, Vermont and kind of like as a punishment because she has been causing some troubles and she gets sent up to Nevermore as a you know punishment of sorts to teach her some lessons and then she ends up getting wrapped up in this whole monster murder mystery while also dealing mm-hmm. with high school drama that's basically the whole premise of the show and now Katie What are your general thoughts and feelings on the series? And remember to keep it non-spoilery.
1: Right, right. Oh my goodness, I think it was so well done. I think it was like really like it was. It kept me on my feet because I watched it on Thanksgiving, and I watched the entire series (laughs) that Thanksgiving day. So like I was just sitting on the couch, I was just drinking my monster, and I was just watching. Wednesday Adams the entire day and it just it was like the most gobsmack is that that's a word yeah it was just so I, good I, I, like I can't even like describe it it's so good it was it was really yeah. good
0: yeah you know I gotta say I really enjoyed it as well just I mean there's there a lot of things to praise about the show and I will say I like, awesome it does have you know some flaws, which you know we will also cover those as well. But for the pros, I would say it's got the the, the ghost atmosphere, the aesthetic definitely mm-hmm. it's just painted all over the show, the visuals absolutely. and uh, and the mood, and of course you got Jenna Ortega who is just absolutely amazing. Amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing. I love her.
0: Yeah, just she really is able to embody this role of One Day and just how One Day is so, so macabre, so grim, and so cynical and sarcastic and antisocial. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's very, she's a very, like, how do you explain it? She's been in a lot of different things in her career yeah, like, which is so crazy comics.
0: to me yeah like, She's so, been... those x of course yes and uh scream five or five cream five. as a lot of people have been nicknaming it
1: <laughs> michael says that all <laughs> five scream <laughs> um i haven't seen that but i want to so bad because she's in it and i know she's good
0: yeah, I I haven't seen all of the three movies yet. I want to go through just the franchise and what So I've, I I did watch the first movie. I watched the first movie recently. Uh, was was our of our over on the uh, Discord where we were streaming the movie, and yeah. and I want to watch more of the movies definitely.
1: And, you you know, have to watch all of them. Five, They're so good. I will, They're
0: so I will. good. And of course, we also. They're- we also have Scream 6 coming up as well. Oh
1: yeah, there, there you know, is coming Scream 6, yeah.
0: Ghost, ghost, yeah Ghostface I... on the New York subway, Ooh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that guy again, just, yeah, great, great strong. just really able to embody one day. Also, it, I don't know if you know this, but apparently, she, uh, she, so she barely blinks on the show. And it's because yeah, when they were she... when they were shooting her, she she, she, she made she, she she was not blinking during the takes, and and it was what it, and it wasn't planned at first. But then they had a take where she just barely blinked, and it wasn't planned on her part. It was just like she was just falling into the role. And then Tim Burton, who was all, who was part of this whole part of this whole show and, and actually directed uh, some of the episodes, he noticed that, and he was like, "Hey, Jenna, you need to keep doing that because that's great." And so now we just have it <sighs> show, and she's just barely blinks.
1: Yeah. And it, she, I think she blinked like 87 times or something. She blinked. She did blink, but she didn't blink a lot. A few,
0: but none of that. And there was one article that even refers to her, to the way she uses her eyes as being the Kubrick stare. And it's just like, ugh.
1: Yeah.
0: I've seen a Kubrick stare, like from the movies. Even Jack even Nicholson's Kubrick stare and The Shining. It's just like, ugh. <gasps> Chilling. She like
1: portrayed those. You know how like there's that thing going around on TikTok where it's the dead eyes and they're like super just emotionless? That's what she had is like just dead eyes.
0: You know? Yeah. It's, it's, I've been several times where guests on this show will just be like, Hey, have you heard of the TikTok trends? or blah 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 and I'm just like, Nope, I'm not on TikTok that much. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about.
1: You're not on TikTok, are you?
0: Well, okay, I-, I have an account, but I don't I don't even post anything on it. I just go on the account just to like like a few people's uh like and TikTok and like Joe Aragon's TikToks from House of Cinema. I do that to like like his tiktoks but other than that i don't really I, use it that much i'll
1: never forget how funny it was when i he goes can somebody copy the link I was like it that was so funny i was so quick for no reason
0: yes that was just wonderful and, and i and i came into it too i was like oh damn it the tiktok has already been posted i was just like a few, a few minutes later <laughs>
1: i was like he sent it and i was on tiktok and i went i went to like the search board and i said joe aragon aragon right yeah something like yep. that and I, I just i held the video down and i just it said copy link and i said copy link swoop and then i just posted it
0: <laughs> look so fast i don't even have a tiktok app i just visit I, I just use a web browser to visit tiktok Oh that's goodness. how much i'm not on tiktok
1: you're <gasps> killing me you're <gasps> killing me
0: I, don't know. I feel like maybe someday i'll go on tiktok somewhere maybe be a, a film talker you know like Joe. but you know we'll see
1: <laughs> for sure i think you would be a good film talker
0: yeah, maybe we'll see i also really enjoyed uh characters like uh, there's a lot of like fun characters on this show and like relatable characters whether it's like you know one day of course herself or or enid her roommates and i thought i thought thought enid was great
1: i really like how am i can i talk about color theory on here oh yeah definitely is that spoiling it i know no No, just like as
0: long as you're not talking about like the plot or the murder mysteries it's like you know
1: okay okay so i really like how they were both so abstractly different. Like Enid was um, colorful and she was super like, she comes from a like, so in the movie, like Wednesday Adams, you know, she comes from a loving family, right? She comes from like a loving, like Gomez and Morticia love each other. And so she's like, not not loving, but she's super like, you know, super standoffish. Stand yes, standoffish. You know. yeah. She's super standoffish. And Enid is like the complete opposite. She's super like there, like, in your face social. She is not just social, she is in your face social. I'm not, I'm Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like Wednesday. I'm very standoffish, but like <laughs> Enid was, Enid was funny.
0: Yeah, just, just the contrast between the two of them and then the sort of dynamics they build up throughout the show. It's just Absolutely. really charming to watch. And also the other characters, Absolutely. too. We have other characters, like yeah. uh, uh, Principal Weems, who is played by Gretel and Christie. And I love her. Like, both, both the character and the actor.
1: Jenna is so right for having like a little crush on her because she is... <laughs> Oh my goodness, she is so pretty. She
0: is so good looking. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And, yes. and, I, and I love how she was both on Wednesday, but then she was also on The Sandman, both of which are Netflix series and highly successful Netflix series, I might add as well. Did you
1: really? not know she she's also on Game
0: of Thrones? Yes, yes, Game of Thrones, yes, I know about that, yes. Bri- Brianna Tush, you know, I know about that. But yeah, and, and, the Sandman, and the Sandman, she plays Lucifer, and so that was just, you know, that was just really great to watch. Oh, that's cool.
1: Awesome.
0: That's yeah. cool.
1: I should probably
0: watch that then. The Sandman, I would definitely definitely recommend it. I will say, though, it's, it's, it's a slow burn. The first episode, especially, is a slow burn. So, it's kind of like the thing where, it's like, watch it. If, it's, if the first episode is too slow for you, just push your way through it and then go to the other episodes. Because the other episodes are definitely a bit faster. You know, there's more stuff going on, a bit more faster paced. But just in man, great, yeah. So yeah, Principal Weems and, and the other characters, we've got the classmates like Xavier, Tyler, Bianca, uh you know, Eugene, a whole bunch of classmates. We, we have Christina Hi. Ricci coming back as one of the teachers, Sabotney the teacher as uh at Devonmore. So I'm glad that she has. she was able to come back and, you know, have her own role. It took me a while to realize that was her.
1: Cause I had heard she was in it and I was like, no, she's not. She's not in it. Like I've seen it. And then it took me a while. I was like, I was like, is she the principal? And I was like, that doesn't look like Christina Ritchie. And then I was like, huh. and I, I kept looking and I was like, Oh my god, that's Christina Ritchie. Yeah, they, it took they do, me a they, they do
0: use like the, the, the It's hair, the hair especially. Like, I think the glasses and the hair definitely differentiate her from what she looks like in real life. So, you know, it takes, it takes some time me. to recognize.
1: Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. It took me, like, episode three to realize it was her. <laughs>
0: yeah, and a so, so grim humor, I just love the grim humor. I mean, Especially with one day's little quips. There's just like so many times where she's referencing stuff like murder and death and blood and darkness and monsters, and it's just like, oh my god, this is. It, it, should, be, it, should, it should be so terrifying, but it's just so hilarious and endearing coming out of your mouth one day.
1: She's she's super funny. I think she plays. I think I, again. I think Jenna Ortega plays that role really well because she adds to the like the dryness of Wednesday.
0: Yeah, yeah, dry. That's perfect. Like dry, dead hand. It's exactly right. That type of humor, how she delivers it. Yes, just Kiss. I
1: laughed. I found myself laughing a lot of times. She. It was. It was well, really. Down, yes. I, I think it was it was really good I will it was really good
0: yeah I also really enjoyed how this show and ends up being a huge condemnation of colonialism and whitewashing and it, it's like without getting too spoilery it is like damn like you really committed just to this direction of depicting certain characters uh-huh. in a villainous light and I just love yeah. it for that. Like, it didn't have, it didn't have to go in that direction, but it did. It made that choice, and I appreciate it, it for doing that, especially for the white for the whitewashing parts. Because, so you know, at this is this is the first time that we're seeing a Latinx actor uh, play Wednesday, and 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 the other like in the movies and the TV show, it's in white actors. But and right. like, you know, Wednesday as a character, right? Yeah. She, she is like you know of that next heritage and it's just like now we get to see General or tiger player now it's like we get to have some moments where it explicitly calls out whitewashing like it's the term whitewashing uh, like mm-hmm. in the show it's more like whitewashing of his. it's like whitewashing of history but I feel like you can also take interpret that as being as a show taking some jabs at the other adaptations of the Adams family for being like hey you know you whitewashed Wednesday's character
1: I I was gonna ask if she was originally wasn't she originally like originally originally Latina?
0: Yes, because of her dad, Drew Gomez. And yeah, yeah. So but that's, like that's how, yeah, that's how it worked. And
1: mm-hmm. now we
0: have General Ortega, and the show. Yes, which, you know, it's just, it, it's great to have you know that representation there. And I and 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 the, and the colonialism, you know, it took me a while to catch on to this, but to remember the programs and uh, you know the movie, you know. Think, oh, yeah, yeah, that was Adam actually, Family Values.
1: Think, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: That is just that's just lovely how it all it oh connects my God. back to that. I know, right? Yeah. Now you're realizing it.
1: Oh my God, wait! I remember that
0: of <laughs> Family Please. Values.
1: That clip of me going, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" <laughs> that's oh.
0: Yes. Oh. That is just wonderful. Now I will say though, the show is not is not perfect. I it does have a few flaws. I and I feel like the gripes I have with it have to do with the pacing of certain episodes where it kind of feels like the pacing can get, can get uneven at times. There's also a love triangle trope. And look, I'm just I'm personally just not a huge fan of the love triangle trope. Yeah,
1: are you know, like do I like mm, okay so I like love triangle tropes because I was a sucker for um I was a sucker for what did I used to watch one tree hill with Lucas and 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 Brooke and, and that other chick I forgot anyways I'm a sucker for um for love triangles but if they're done correctly and I feel like this one without getting spoilery I think it was done really well. I think it was done really well. That might be biased because I love this this show, but it was done really well.
0: Interesting. Yeah i yeah. i I just felt like it was kind of like you know trophy at times, or like not not even at times, tropey a lot of the time. Was like, I don't really need two love interests. Can we just have one? I'm not, I'm not against all love triangles. For example, there is a love triangle in this uh, YA fantasy series by Tracy Dion, Legend 1. And I was like, shocked by how well executed the love triangle trope is not that. Where it's like, oh, these are fleshed out characters who have these layered dynamics between the three of them. And it's like, oh, okay, this is actually a love triangle that I can get truly invested in. It doesn't feel trite. It doesn't feel cringy. I'm just you no. Know, I'm diving into it. Yeah.
1: I feel like it was done really well. I don't think, if I don't think this counts as a spoiler, but I'm talking about how ca- the characters are all different. Like we can mention the names, right? I know with the uh, love triangle.
0: Oh, w- uh, we we can mention I- again, just not too much of the plot or the murder mystery. You know
1: okay i think as like the love triangle i think the characters were all vastly different to where it was very like oh my goodness like who's she gonna you know who's she gonna fall for because at times i was i was unaware i was like mm. and then i was like this uh. is good it was yeah. It was very. I think. <laughs> I think it was so good. I think Wednesday, having a love interest, was a little. A little broad because she, I guess she did have one in Adam's Family Values.
0: Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right.
1: Yeah, I mean she did. I Bernard from Santa Claus.
0: He yes. So hot. <laughs> that's right. I love him. <laughs> Oh. Oh. And also, let's not forget, he was also intending to hate about you.
1: Yes, he was. Well. Oh, he was. I've been trying to watch all of his old TV shows because he is so pretty. I don't know what I. I like his really strong. He has a really strong nose. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really like. I really like. <laughs> I'm. I'm obsessed. It's very with intriguing. Like- yeah, I know. I'm, I don't know why, but I'm just, like, noses are the first thing I look at somebody. So, like, I'm constantly just, like, looking at people, and they're like, what? I'm just looking at your nose, dude. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting off track. That's fascinating, then,
0: that about <laughs> nose <it's> knowledge. <laughs> but, yeah, I... We'll, we'll be diving a bit deeper into, into the, our feelings on the love triangle, obviously, in the spoilery plot breakdown, but yes, yeah, I feel like I definitely it do also it. doesn't help that I'm very much, again, I'm very much against one of the love interests. Uh,
1: you are. And,
0: uh, Yeah, even earlier, even even before I knew what was happening at the end, I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> but, That's crazy. Yeah,
1: because even at the end, without... I... I was I was ready for some more. I was ready for some more love triangle.
0: Interesting. Yeah. All right. well, I'll keep my mouth shut, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll continue on because, you know, no, I feel like if we go on, like a spoilery. And then I also, I also do want to call out the show for not uh, featuring uh, any ex- uh, explicitly queer characters. Aside from Uh, One of the characters mentioning, like, oh, like, you know, they've got, got, you know, two moms. I wish we had seen some explicitly queer characters on screen, especially because this show is very queer-coded. It it even has a whole conflict between the outcasts and the normies. Was basically, tsunamis are basically like the muggles of this world, and the outcasts are like the you know, the sort of people who have you know magic. Or, You know, not magic, but like you know, the supernatural. And it's very queer coded, and I wish we had some explicit queer rap on here. You know, it would have been nice to see that. I'm i glad for like the you know, I feel like uh, racially it's pretty it's pretty diverse with the queer rap, You know, I would have loved to have seen that.
1: It's it was definitely diverse, um, which was really good for Wednesday in general um yeah. but like it was i i wish i think i wish it was more there were more queer characters i think there was a two background characters that were like together cuz i saw them in the background but it wasn't like main character oh. and i wish it was like more it was two girls that hung I can't out with, do, I can't.
0: oh was one of them Yoko? It the girl with the glasses. Yeah, it might have been Yoko. If I recall it correctly. Okay. I might be wrong.
1: Maybe. Um okay. but I think that's the only like sense of like queer character I saw because she NPC. had her arm around another, which in general isn't really Right queer, but I thought it was like more like I thought the like the dim, in,
0: in, you insinuating know insinuating it. Insinuating right, it. But right. you want something you want something explicit, you know. You don't want something like uh, like holding hands or just like oh no, I'm an overdishoulder. You want you want some damn explicit representation of like kiss or you know or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean stuff like Disney. Like, come on, Disney, stop at I was going over to Disney, I stopped giving us this crap where it's like, oh, here's your queer rep, you know, here's a a bit where someone says, you know, implies they might be queer through some words, but then it's like, oh no, it's actually not Mm -hmm. really that strong queer rep, so.
1: I, can I say that I wish Enid was queer? Because I thought for a second there, I thought she was.
0: I've seen a lot of theories about that, like a lot of people were like, you know why wasn't Enid queer or like she and maybe what like could could something have happened between her and Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Tons of theories. I have seen
1: lines. a lot. Of, I have seen a lot of TikToks sh- shipping Wednesday and Enid. Which, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I just I feel oh. like that would be stereotypical because it would be like the main like they're two they're so different and so it would eventually like break them apart and they could have an excuse of them breaking apart and dating. Do you understand how I'm like, I don't know if I said all of that correctly, I guess it was, I get the sense you get the, you get what I'm trying to say. Cause I get, I wish, I guess like more threshed out. If needed were to be queer. I feel like it would be too like immediate. Like if it was with Wednesday, I feel like it would be good with somebody you weren't suspecting.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I get, I get the sense, there, But in general, you know, we want, we want some clear, explicit, app, you know, clear. Absolutely, make it, make it
1: absolutely, more it. explicit, so, yes.
0: And I also do want to note how there was some uh, complaints uh, made towards the show about its depiction of its black characters and how there were viewers who felt like they were depicted in a villainous light and. It kind of kind of, kind of like the racist stereotypes, and it's it's interesting because I feel like like I can I can see why people are criticizing the show for that. And we were already discussing this, and you know when we were DMing, But right. I feel like it would be problematic that if they were if they were the sole villain. like if 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 you were watching the show and the only villains on here are all blacks, then obviously. That would be incredibly problematic, and unfortunately, that is a, a huge stereotype. However, right. that's not what happens to all like, other. First of all, to all other villains who are white, and who, and there are you know clearly bad guys in the show. Also, I don't. The characters like Bianca or Lucas, you know, they're doing some pretty crappy things. But I feel like they're more fleshed out than just like straight out of like stereotypical villains. I would say especially for Bianca. I feel like Bianca is not a straight up of villain. She's just more, she's more, like, she's, she's, I see her as being like a Blair water type. Oh, I love
1: ba- Blair. You know? I love Blair. Blair uh, can do no wrong in my you eyes. Know,
0: gossip <laughs> yeah, yes. gossip drama, I- you know, Yes. Yeah, drama, you know.
1: I think I think Lucas and Bianca were so fleshed out. I think they were like yeah, you know. I think Bianca was well, Lucas could have done more fleshing out, but as like a really really, really side character I think like as a side character and not like a main side character, you know, there's like secondary character. There's a main character, secondary characters, and then like side characters. And I feel like Lucas was yeah. a side character because he wasn't in a lot of it. But I think even as a side character, he is also so fleshed out for like how he does what he does. So is Bianca. Definitely. Like I mean, Bianca without, oh, yeah,
0: Bianca without
1: spoiling. Bianca, I love Bianca. I love Bianca. And she we I do. think she is she is probably my favorite character she is so first of all she is so gorgeous mm-hmm. that actress is so gorgeous and she plays her part so well, which I don't think this is a Definitely. spoiler, but she's a siren. Sirens are naturally yeah. really really awful people yeah. i like in 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 mythology and stuff like that like. Sirens are naturally really bad people, you know.
0: Nefarious, you know, villainous.
1: Right. I feel like it was done really well because, like, she's not a villain. I don't think. I think she's
0: just. I don't. I don't see her. I don't see this one. I. I think she's much more think- complex than that. I think she's. If any. If anything, I think she's more morally Gray. If you want to go. If you want to go that route, especially like, there's one action she does i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but that's like oh this is like definitely like not like a not a good thing it's like oh you're not being morally on the high ground here for a certain you know events
1: i think i might be remembering what you're talking about but it's been it's been it's been almost a month since i saw it but again, so
0: all have been so hazy don't worry i'll be able i've got my notes here so i will be able to you know record the details but yeah it's a Again, a Blair Waldorf type. I compare Bianca too. She's definitely,
1: yeah. I could see where you see that, and I could, I definitely agree with you on the Blair Waldorf
0: type. Yeah. And I will also say, neither of us are black, so we're not able to offer a- any perspectives from a personal viewpoint. But, but still, you know, we're still offering our opinions on this, on this issue. All right. So that is Wednesday. Our general thoughts and feelings. Now we can offer our wind up scores. Now this is a score that ranges from zero to a hundred. So, Haiti, what is your wind up score for Wednesday?
1: It was really good. So zero to a hundred?
0: Yep. It goes from zero is to a one? hundred. Yep. So maybe like what like oh, goodness. seventy, eighty, what, you know? 70, then like Ninety. Seventy. You know, any, any... I'll give it a seventy. Interesting. I, I thought I thought you were going to give it a bit higher because you were...
1: Yeah, well, so while you were talking and you were talking about, like, how the pacing issue was a bit of a drag, I feel like you're correct. The pacing issue was an issue for me. And I do think... I feel like all of the side characters, like, other than Lucas, needed to be, like, fleshed out more, in my opinion. Like, I don't... I... Can I say that I didn't like Ajax because I did not like that man <laughs> I <Ooh>, do
0: didn- <laughs> I, did-
1: I did not like that man that man is a clown I did- <laughs> I do not like him he was wow he uh, wow he- I did not oh. yeah. I know. I was ready. I was waiting for that. I had been waiting to say that for the entire time we've been talking. I do not like Ajax. And and I think that's why it's Damn. a 70. I could give it... I could give it... <laughs> I could give it an 80. I like, like Ajax. I do... <laughs> I do not... I do not like... I... I I don't get why you like him either. Cause he's so boring. <laughs> he's like, so I don't, I don't know why I don't like him, but I, I do actually, we can get into it as soon as you, do you have your windup yeah. score or is it? Just, okay. My,
0: my, my windup score is going to be 83 out of 100. Okay. Uh, Yeah. okay.
1: You
0: know, well,
1: so let me change my score. Cause I'm I'm thinking about it even more. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. Oh. I'm gonna give it an eighty. An eighty is yeah. I just cool. feel like a okay. hundred is just like too much for just one season. So it could potentially get really bad. It's a good season. But it's a
0: good I season. Hope not. It's a good season. Very good. Season. I hope
1: not too. I hope what they've done to like Riverdale oh oh oh, oh. Oh, Uh, my goodness
0: I haven't (laughs) haven't seen Riverdale but oh boy I've seen the bonkers things that people talk about on on that show and it was one of the characters one 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 of the characters basically becoming like Wanda and Jean Grey a cross between those two Wanda Maximoff and Jean Grey
1: One of them became La 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 Rona. One of them became that in a season. And I was like, what? What?
0: Wait. Huh? La La Rona, as in the spirit? As in the spirit?
1: Yes! Yes!
0: What? Yes! Yes! (laughs) I know! (laughs) I know! I know! I was like... As in... As in just the spirit that's the, main, that's the antagonist of the, the, one of the movies in the Conjuring Universe.
1: Yes. As in that La Llorona. Like, as in the actual, like, spirit of, like, the tale of La Llorona. Like. <laughs> yeah. When I found that <laughs> out, I was like. Uh, just. I'm- I I want to go on a binge one day and just I want to 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 watch it and I want to see how bad it gets and I want to see how bad it even gets just, it gets even more like
0: just when I thought I that it, that Riverdale couldn't get any wilder and now I find out this info
1: yeah. for real
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's hope. Let's let's hope. Uh, one day doesn't turn out like that.
1: Oh gosh, please.
0: <gasps> but yeah. But yeah, eighty three. Uh, eighty three. I feel like it has a lot of pros, a few cons. Overall, this is an incredibly enjoyable show. I'm. 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 I'm looking. I have a whole list of TV shows. Ranked from best to worst for this year, twenty twenty two, and I'm trying like I I definitely want to squeeze Wednesday into my top ten. Definitely, it, it's like you I know, think I enjoyed it that Wednesday
1: is a top ten for me, and I think I'd be willing to like rewatch it because I only rewatch like like One Tree Hill, and I rewatch Gilmore Girls. Wednesday's up there for me. And it's completely different, but it's Ooh, that's so high good. Praise.
0: High phrase. Also, yeah. I forgot to mention the mystery. I actually got wrapped up in the mystery itself. And like, oh, you know, the twists and turns. What's happening with this monster, you know? And it's, like, towards and the I end, it was like, you, holy crap.
1: Would have never. Would have never.
0: Me neither. I, it's like, holy crap, the way this goes. It's Like, damn. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <sighs> All right, well... So I wind up towards now for Wednesday, and now listeners, if you have not seen the show, I recommend pausing this podcast right now, and streaming the, the TV show ASAP. However, absolutely. However, if you have seen the show, or if you haven't, but you know maybe you're okay with spoilers, then you can stay right here. Although you know I would still recommend watching this without without spoilers because the mystery, you know, it's a damn good mystery yeah it's so, it's so good
1: it is so good
0: <laughs> yeah so when this when this show opens up i love how when we, we we've got this first episode one day child is full of woe directed by tim burton and written by the show creators alfred Gough and miles miller i actually really love how this opens up the show and it introduces us to this world it gets us one day to more. we meet enid and we've got the whole and 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 then, and at, the, and at the end, we have the monster show up and the monster kills one of the kids. You know, so now it's like, oh, we've seen the we've seen a murder happen now. And 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 then even how one day she launches the piranhas because the whole thing is that the kids are bullying her brother Pugsley, and then she launches the piranhas in revenge, and the piranhas shoot out the the testicles of one of the boys, and it's just like one of the bullies. Yes.
1: I feel like my homie Wednesday did not deserve to have to go to Nevermore. She did what was right. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. You messed up. You messed with her brother. She's crazy. Of course she was going to release Piranhas.
0: And it's Wednesday. Of course Wednesday is going to do something like this. Oh no, for real if If it wasn't Piranha, she 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 released like like you know poisonous spiders or maybe scorpions or something along those lines.
1: My girl Wednesday's crazy
0: <laughs> but. and puxley puxley doesn't actually feature that much in the show, but i'm I, I'm glad we got to see a bit of him like you know I, I'm happy with what was we got of him.
1: I think he was portrayed really well uh from what we yeah. saw of him. I get we don't see a lot of him um as a fleshed out character, but like from what you can see, he is definitely what he was in like the original Adams family.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And we also have the parents of course Gomez played by played by Louise Guzman and Latisha well, played by Catherine Seda Jones. Now and this is an issue of contention of uh, between us because you know we've been talking about this but you're not quite happy <laughs> with the casting choices
1: <laughs> so i'm not i am so upset and
0: and why look, look, explain look, it to the an audience and,
1: okay i feel like gomez like who played gomez um was just it, he didn't he didn't do it for me. Like he, he did not play how I wanted him to play. Like you see Gomez in the first movie, like in Adam's family. And he's like, he's so mellow about how crazy he is for Morticia. But you see this Gomez in Wednesday and you see how like, He's, like, just solidly, like, oh, my wife, my wife, my wife. Which, again, is the same thing as, like, the original Gomez. But Gomez was, like, I don't know. Gomez, Gomez the original, will always be my favorite because he said that famous quote everyone... I would die for her. I would live for her. Like, I love, I love that. I'm sorry. But yeah, I think course,
0: yeah.
1: that's, that's where my, my bias is probably comes in.
0: It's, it's interesting because, you know, Luis Guzman, I just, you know, I, I, I personally loved him a lot. I thought he was very charming as Gomez and he was just able to bring the right energy as, you know, this dad who is just part of the family. He just loves, he loves... One day he loves Morticia, and but and you know he's but he's also he's part of this whole, you know, Macabre family dynamic that's truly loving, but also like you know, just see just just as peculiar, to, you know, by other people. And you know what? You know, I can get that because you know, they're, they're into like the, the grim the grim crap, you know, the dark crap, and supernatural stuff. You know, I I I like him a lot and. And also Cassie don't. Also, I thought to was a great fit for Matisha. And I can see the face I'm making right now I when just- I mention her.
1: <laughs> Listen, here's why I didn't like... Th- I guess, other than that, I feel like them... Shut up. I feel like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, so, I feel like, in general... I did not like their relationship in Wednesday, like Morticia and Wednesday. And maybe I just don't remember Adam's family all that well, but you could tell Wednesday had severe mommy issues because Morticia wanted her to be exactly like her. And Wednesday was like, I'm not going to be like you. Like I'm not, I am not you. And me and, me and Wednesday <laughs> buddies for life. <laughs> Mommy issues for the oh. win. <laughs> I'm, <What>? I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was, that was <laughs> oh, uh. oh dear <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was funny. I that was a chance that I had to take. Anyways, yes. as I was saying, and I feel like Gomez wasn't as a their parent. And I guess I got to understand that she's in Nevermore. She's in the boarding academy. So you can't really see them interact together, you know, but I don't like how they interact when they do interact. Like, I don't like how Morticia's always focused on her becoming like, just like her when in the like the the movies they're like just loving. Like she doesn't argue with her parents. She's like she's just kinda she's just
0: I don't know, I guess. Interesting. I mean interesting because I feel like in the show it definitely does take a bit of a different road with portraying the characters and like, you know, for one day and with her Gomez. Different dynamic and the way that they regard her daughter it's a bit it's a bit modified compared to the movies, but I think I'm more accepting of that because it is a show. I'm not expecting it to com- to be completely loyal to the movies, or even Which and, and, and you know I, I, I'm okay with this. You know, adjusting. Right.
1: I guess I get where you are with that, but I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I guess I. I guess I'm just allowed to have feelings. I don't know. It's just weird, like, yeah, disagreeing with somebody. And, like, it's just weird. Because, like, I feel like, I don't know. I Like, I understand yeah. why you like them. You know? Yeah.
0: It's understandable. I mean, but you know. I understand. I, I, yeah. We have, we have different opinions. And, you know, they're both charming. I find Louise Guzman and Cass and Jones Zones to be both charming. I'm also, by the way, loving Cass and Jones on... National Treasure: Edge of History, the National Treasure spinoff series. That's on Disney Plus, and she's playing the villain in that, and she's bringing some nefarious energy to her role.
1: I'll definitely have to have to check that out.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. And and this, uh and also in this first episode, also features I think one of my favorite scenes when uh, one say is playing the shadow cover. Of painted black by the revolving stones up on the rooftop of Nevermore Academy, as it, like it cuts back and forth between like different parts of the school, and she's playing this cover. It, this, you know,
1: I have to say, and I hope like Eddie stands from Stranger Things don't get on me, but I feel like it was so much better than the Eddie thing in Stranger Things like the 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 Metallica cover I feel like it was so much better it was just so much more intense than cuz I I love Stranger Things but I feel like I feel like it was unnecessary but that's that's like that but I just I think her playing that which I wish we should have gotten like I wish she would have played more you know she only played like one more time, didn't she? She played at the 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 pilgrim thing.
0: It was once on the rooftop, which is by herself in the first episode, and then she was playing. Some, oh, and and then she was playing some more at the, at the at the fair when she set out that whole scheme to melt the statue of Joseph Crackstone. and she was part of that whole arrangement. Right. Since. Yes. Uh huh. So, so, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. You know, musical elements. In general, like, you know, this this show definitely has some, like, music going on with this show. Like, you know, it's got the music. Is, and even, of course, you know, so the so dance scene, obviously, you know, iconic. You know, we'll be getting to that.
1: Oh, my goodness. It was so good. And, like, everyone's like, uh, that, like, dance was so stupid. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I I think it was so Wednesday. That was so eclectic. Like, Wednesday is like eclectic gothic. Like she's yeah. goth- gothically eclectic. Like she's not eclectic where it's like hippie stuff and, you know, like the really colorful eclecticism and stuff like that. She's eclectic in her personality. She's not eclectic in her, like, what she likes. She's super. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, 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 I Zena Otega was actually inspired. By nineteen eighties, gosh, she,
1: she did. Yes, I saw the same interview. She, which is intelligent, by the way, she she killed that. I think yeah. personally.
0: Yes. Now I will say though, I'm not happy to hear that she shot the whole scene while she had COVID, and apparently she had gotten tested, and you know that is like really something. It's just like, oh no, were you spreading COVID? and Gina. wait did you did you not know about this I didn't yeah. no, yeah, so I don't so she' i don't I don't know like I don't know if it was her choice or if she had to shoot the scene like she got tested and it was confirmed, but I don't know if she if she had to shoot the scene right there and then, right, or like I don't know, but it is like it is That's worrisome, true. and it's just like I don't know, and yeah. Yeah, she filmed iconic iconic dance number while she had COVID. She was allowed to be on set after showing possible COVID symptoms. She's and she apparently she she told she said, Yeah, I woke up and it's weird. I never get sick and when I do it's not very bad. I had body aches. Her te- oh, her test did not come back positive until after she filmed the scene. But she struggled to get through it because she felt so unwell.
1: Wow. Wow. I didn't know that.
0: It is like a whole, just a whole argument. Like you know, there's obviously a whole argument about online. As you know, rightfully so. It, again, worrisome.
1: Right, yeah. right, right, right.
0: So, I don't know. I hope that in the future, you know, people can take better care and maybe like you know, let's follow some COVID protocols here, okay? I right. Mean, no, no matter what, it's like you know, if you, I, if you got COVID, please stay home. We don't need you spreading around. Yeah. With that.
1: Well, we don't need um, another, another shutdown.
0: Ugh. Yeah. So the and then the first episode ends with Wednesday, uh, getting getting ambushed by a kid, Rowan, who believes that she is gonna like she's, she's gonna like you know cause a disaster or end the world or something like that because he has like this picture of like a drawing that his mom has made, uh, and apparently his mom is psychic. And apparently he's Wednesday is supposed to be Rowan in this picture. And then Rowan is about to kill Wednesday, but then the monster comes along and kills Rowan. And then that leads into episode two, "Woe is the Loneliest Number, directed by Tim Burton, written by Garth and Miller. And by the way, every episode title has the word "woe" in, in the title.
1: Yes. I think that was very, I think, I like that a lot. I like that part.
0: I like I actually I was... like it too. I I for some reason I feel like it could be cringy, but in this specific form, it's just like it's just right. It's not cringy, it's just it's just, it's on point, you know, somehow for the show. But I like it. And so in the second episode, what's are developing more of a murder mystery and one day it's kind of like in the crosshairs, or like kind of like being suspected because Sher- Sheriff Sheriff Gal- Galpin is kind of like being suspicious of her, like, wait, what, are you involved in this? And, right. it's like, and he's also suspicious of her series that, dem- that there's a monster behind these murders. Because so far, it's been like, right. oh, no, wait, it's it's just a bear or some animal that's killing these people.
1: Right. And- I, you know, it's funny, because I thought originally it was, it was uh, Principal...
0: Principal Larissa Weems, Randall and Christie's character. Yeah.
1: I thought it
0: was her. Okay.
1: I thought it was her because I thought when they... When thing, which by the way, thing yes, is Sing. my second favorite
0: character. Thing, yes, we forgot to mention that. Thing is, thing sneaks into Nevermore and it's part of the show.
1: Yes, and yes. He, I think, as a hand, he is so fleshed out too as a character because yes. <laughs> he's. I am in love with the way they turned like thing into an actual being you know
0: character on the show who you feel like has a personality yeah. as friends with one uh-huh. day and props also to victor uh, victor Duribantu, who is like he, he played things it, it was just his hand on set and so he wore like this blue special effects body suit, and he would have, have his hand on set and he's also a magician by the way he's a he's a magician as well that's cool uh, and ha- have you seen you know, have you seen like the photos of, and stuff of him being on set
1: I haven't
0: it's quite they've been all no. over social media. You should check them out it's really it's really it's really fun like, to just see him like be That's on set sure. wear just like some blue body suit and have like his hand just be like his hand is exposed and so he's just falling around on set and just like you know going everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, thing is thing is just really lovely and and then also we have the introduction of Eugene as well as in this episode to beat the beaners, who we find out later. Also, is able to control bees. He has that power, and he's just kind of like a—he's like a, a little, you know, kind of like a, an, an awkward geek. And and it's funny how once once they clearly doesn't really like—it kind of like wants to keep him away, kind of like you know, being a standoff itself, But I feel like they're, they're good as friends, you know, like they they together pretty like well. He,
1: I feel like he was a tribute to um, Bernard from the first. Adam's family values. Yes. I feel like I saw a lot of that on online. I saw he is just like Bernard, you know? And they might take it that way.
0: You know, I wasn't seeing this before, but now I can see the connections between the two of them. It makes mm-hmm. sense. And then also, this is when we have the toe cut, the toe cut, or tenement. And this is what when I, when I was talking about earlier, about Bianca being definitely very morally gray because this is when she rakes the tournament and this is why and yeah and and and, and, and one they up having to fill in for the player who has to drop out uh Ine's co-pilot and one have to fill in and bianca is definitely yeah. like oh you're you're cheating, you're cheating here so you know
1: i do remember that i do remember that yes that's what i'm
0: talking about but i also feel like their water would also, would also do that She'd, she'd definitely scheme her yeah. way. Just
1: mm-hmm. She would definitely.
0: I also like how, I mentioned in the first episode, when Enid is introducing Wednesday to the Academy, and she's like the cliques, the cliques, like you've got the fangs, you've got the furs, you've got the sirens, who like, you know, the vampires, and the werewolves, and the mermaid sirens. And Enid herself is a fur. she's a a were- a werewolf, although she hasn't been able to wolf out yet. So that's what they call it: is wolf out. And like, right. sure- like puberty, basically, like, not sharing enough to become a werewolf.
1: Hmm. I I think I like how they didn't make her wolf out until like you know
0: the end. Like, right right. At-, at the end, You know, give you know, yeah. is a character growth for her and. And and she and she always found out too though because she is like if I don't wolf out I'll get kicked out of my pack and I'll just be alone. So that's the, you know what right. it raises the stakes for her. And, I also
1: don't like Ajax. Er. Okay,
0: Ajax, and I want to spoil the spoiler reply. So Ajax, why? So he also he's a he's a Gorgon by the way. So that means he he's like a he's like Medusa. He's got the the yes. on his head and he can turn people to stone. Not permanently, temporarily. You get people to he could tattoo for the stone with this. Days.
1: Was so boring. He did not deserve my girl Enid. Like, my girl is eclectic. Also, eclectic, by the way. I think, I think, if you want me to be honest with you, if if Lucas hadn't done what he did, I think they would have been cute. Mm. I think they would have been adorable. I think the way she got excited over Lucas and the way she got excited over Ajax is like actually showing you how different they are and Ajax is something she's she's wanted for so long but when she gets it she's not going to I don't think they're going to stay together for long I think I think he's going to be like
0: <laughs> I I don't I, I think Ajax is you know, pretty charming. I feel like I feel, I feel like as kind of like one of the like the, geeky, the geekier the geeky students at Nevermore Academy and kinda of more awkward. I feel like there's you know something about him that's kinda of like you know, kind of like, you know, charismatic and the way he interacts with Enid and how she interacts with him and tries to flirt with him and and I, I will say, so they do end up having a misunderstanding because and I'll just you know, I guess we'll just cover this right now. The way it happens is that the first one on a date, he ends up not being able to go because he accidentally, he's taking a shower, a shower and he looks in the mirror accidentally and turns himself to stone. And then mm-hmm. that leaves him paralyzed. So then Enid is waiting for him and she's like, What the hell is he? And she thinks he stood her right. up. And his misunderstanding continues until the dance, where afterwards, so finally, like after Enid gets mad at Lucas, they're like, Oh, okay, so it was, it was because it was because Ajax got, you know, we turned himself up in stone, and then they make up. And I'm like, you know, you could have resolved this misunderstanding earlier. And I do find that show to be cringy, and I was just like, yeah, I didn't need this. But the other parts of the relationship, I find them to be very adorable together. Even, you know, even when we're in the shop, when we're in the shop together, and <laughs> when we're in the shop together, and Enid is trying to flirt with him, and he's just clearly, was just like, not catching on to a signal at all. I, I, I thought that was I cute, think, you know? Uh, oh. eh. <laughs> I, I, do, I, do, I
1: don't. I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't like them together. I'll say that.
0: Also, Wednesday keeps having visions as well. Psychic visions. Which is a constant shot mm-hmm. show. And so, we're wondering, like, wait. What persons do, do these visions have? And then at the yeah. end of episode 2, she discovers his hidden library by solving his riddle and snapping twice. And his library in the school, and then she ends up entering, but then gets captured. And that leads into episode 3, Friend or Woe, directed by Tim Burton and written exactly. by Taylor Albert. Friend or Woe. And this is when we find out she's been captured by the Nightshades. This Italy Students mm-hmm. Society that's in war. Yes. And Xavier and Bianca are members of the Shades.
1: They are. And so were her parents.
0: Yep, and, and her and parents yep, were also part of it as well. And, and in general we also do learn more about her parents and their backstory and at the school, which I also found to be pretty intriguing. Also, I like how at the end of this meeting, when one stage she just frees herself, like she, 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 she tied her up, but she was just able to undo the ropes and she was just like, oh yeah, yeah. I freed myself five minutes ago. Right. Classical
1: that thing. was really good.
0: Movies
1: and feelings. Pop, pop. Bring Your Own Popcorn is a podcast that dives into people and the movies who love them. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we spiral down memory lane with cult classics, jurassics, and other genres that rhyme with traffic. What we lack in education, we make up for with comedy, compassion, and camaraderie.
0: I'm your host, Mixtape Majesty, inviting you to join me and an assortment of wonderful guests on fine podcast apps everywhere. Bring your own popcorn! And then the the, the fair of course, we have also the fair in this episode and she has like a and she has this vision of an ancestor of hers, who we find out is Goody Adams, who is ready to be executed by by Joseph, by Joseph Crackstone, the town's forefather, who is just like against right. against all our tasks. And she and he's like, You're a witch, you must be executed. You must be put on fire you know, I, I forget the exact wording, right. or something like that. You know, you know, fire all that stuff, all that crap, but Goody is able to escape, although it is heartbreaking when she ends up having to leave everyone behind, and even, like, because everyone else is trapped in the house, in that that house, but she's able to, like, wiggle her way out of it.
1: I think that was where Goody turned, not villainous, but I think that's where she was like, I'm getting, I'm about to get revenge on these hoes, like, I'm about to get revenge
0: the pilgrims, the damn pilgrims, which, by the way, now contain spoilers. The pilgrims are depicted as such villains in the show. They are not portrayed in a positive light at all.
1: Which I mean, oh yeah, they
0: are. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've been right. responsible for genocide, you know, wiping out Indigenous people. And I love how even in the first episode, remember in the first episode when one day he has to run in with Lucas and his friends and the address of his programs and the promoting pilgrim world, it's this whole theme park based around pilgrims. And she gets in a little tussle with them and, you know, calls them out yeah. on the pilgrim shit. She does I love he, that. Lucas is like,
1: My dad built pilgrim world Maybe nobody cares. <gasps>
0: yes. Oh, also by by the way, her dad her dad his dad Lucas Walker, his dad is Mayor Noble Walker, and again he he's the right. mayor of 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 the town of Jericho, Vermont. Okay, I will say though in that fight, I was like, wait, one day why are you, you you're just kind of like tossing t- you know fighting with them, maybe doing some kung fu moves. I would have expected you to do something like like pull out a knife and threaten to like cut off one of their fingers or something like that. You did unleash piranhas on the, the, the bully at the beginning, you know.
1: I feel like it was very Wednesday, though. I feel like it was like.
0: It, it makes sense it, for
1: her to know kung fu and stuff like that. Like it, it makes sense for her to know.
0: Too, I was just almost wondering, like, wait, why isn't she going being being more a bit more vicious? But I can also understand her though. Maybe like maybe pulling it back because she is in trouble. You know, she has she was sent to Nevermore for being in trouble. So right. you know, maybe restrained her her instincts a bit. You know, right. And then, of course, we got to, we you know, comment on Crackstone's statue, how it's, like, one thing insane seen conspired to blow it up. Or like, not, not to blow it up, but, like, set it oh. on fire. And, it's just, and it just melts. Yeah. And I love that in this episode, in episode three. And then also, the way that he is set on fire, it foreshadows his fate in the finale. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then the music, of course, you Forget the Music, when, because it starts with a cover of Don't Stop, by Fleetwood Mac on Wednesday, playing as part of the band. But then once the shit starts, she switches over to just intense cover of Vivaldi's Winter.
1: Just right, she did very
0: intense, hectic music. She... Yes,
1: and just that in general, and her just smirking at the crowd, just running away was very Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I I love that, and. Even in the same episode, later on, there's an instrumental cover of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica while day is delivering this monologue. And I also thought that was you know, a good choice as well. And in general, this show has some good covers of some mm-hmm. popular songs. It does. Good soundtrack. And the episode ends with Sheriff Galpin kind of like expect, inspecting pictures from a camera because someone else was killed. Someone else, wants to killed someone else. And when that happened, like this guy had a camera, the camera took pictures of the events. So Galpin was inspecting the pictures and now we can see we can see the monster's face in the photos. Even so even though we've already seen the monster before, but now we're seeing the photos. And okay, so now we're gonna talk about the monster. Because I don't really care for the design of, of this monster. I think it looks really silly, really goofy, not terrifying at all. What do you think? With the bulk the his eyes and all of that.
1: Well, I think it was probably the least favorite part of that show is the monster
0: because
1: yeah. it was not scary. I did not like it. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was funny. It could have been oh, so much, why? so scarier.
0: It could have so been so much, much more scarier. scary. So much. Yeah, exactly. we want some, something horrifying, you know, something. And the CGI for it wasn't really that great. I mean, granted. I would accept this is a Netflix show. You know, it's not like they're going to have, you know, an MCU-level budget. But still, I can still criticize this. But again, not the best of the FX, for the Monster. Right. Just, yeah, so damn cartoonish. Yes. And then we have episode four, Whoa, What a Night, directed by Tim Burton and written by Taylor Alpert. And in this episode, you've got stuff like one day, and Shane breaking into the coroner's of office to get the files of the monster's victims, trying to dig out more evidence. And this is also okay. when one day, when one day uncovers Xavier's art studio, where she finds like all mm-hmm. of these drawings of the monster, leading her to the monster's lair. She gets a claw from it and right. hands it over to Sheriff Galpin, so he can like match match the DNA. This is when the, the dance happens. Also, one day, and Tyler attend the dance here. Really. Yep, in episode four. Okay. The Goths, you know, obviously we already phrased the, the Goss-inspired dance moves of Wednesday. That Jenna Otega, you know, was inspired by the Goss moves and just wonderful to watch. Right. Even, again, the music. I love the music I was playing over too. It's a,
1: yeah, it was very good.
0: But I,
1: I, I and, wanted to add to the Xavier, finding oh. Xavier's art studio. Yes. That's when she realizes that He's well. She realizes, quote loosely quoting, she realizes he's the monster, or she thought he was thought, oh, yeah. And
0: because he also has to, he, so he has the ability for his art to come to life,
1: which is so cool. By the way.
0: Definitely one of the more innovative super superpowers, and and there's even a, I guess, a thing that happens. I remember in the third episode, we, have, we there's a shot of him coming out of the studio. With the cuts on his neck, remember? The scratches on his neck? Mm-hmm. And then later on, you find out it's because he's been drawing the monster and he's been so focused on it that the monster came to life and injured him. And that, that was his explanation, you know, for, for what was happening. Although, once they're so, you know, kind of like suspicious of him. I also enjoyed how the, 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 the dance ends up heading into the Carrie direction, the, the Carrie influences. Mm-hmm. We find out it's red paint coming down from the water sprinklers because Lucas and his friends were set it up sabotage to dance, and it's red paint.
1: I think that part for Wednesday was really good.
0: Oh yeah, that was another signature moment. Signature moment. Although Wednesday, I like how Wednesday is disappointed, and she's like, "They couldn't even go for pig's blood."
1: Yes, for real, she does comment on that—the fact that it's not pig's blood and it's actual just paint.
0: (laughs) Yes. And and this is why Enid gets mad at Lucas because he was part of this whole this whole scheme ruining his dance and that's when of course you know, she and, uh, and Ajax make up, but
1: ugh, gross.
0: <laughs> and then this episode also has Eugene, who is ends up witnessing this uh this someone like some soaked person blowing up the monster's cave and then he ends up getting right. attacked in the forest. Like it was like le- right. heavy injuries here. And that's how the episode ends. And and, and once once they found him it was right. Marilyn Mar- 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 Swornhill, a Bosnian teacher played by Katina Rishi who finds her and and uh right. and Eugene together. So oof once they's also in deeper, you know, deeper trouble, more suspicion towards her and Eugene is Gravely injures.
1: When he gets injured, oh! I, was, I thought he was going to
0: die. Me too. I was like, holy crap, you're going to kill him off?
1: Yes, for real. This soon? Like, what?
0: I know. Also, in this episode, I love the moment at the beginning of episode 4, when, when one day is in the coroner's office and she has to hide, and the coroner pulls out one of the trays and she's in it, and the coroner mistakes her for being one of the corpses. And he's like, oh, Yes. For, for vigor. Yes. Yeah. And she was, like, abnormally
1: colder than, like, usual, too, wasn't she?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah he felt her. And, and he was just like, oh, this yeah. is the body. And then after that, thing was with her, and he was like, you know, I need to few more minutes. I was just getting comfortable.
1: Right. Right. That <gasps> Delicious.
0: Was, that was funny. I right, now, I do want to talk now about one thing. Tyler and Xavier, because we haven't quite discussed them in spoilery detail yet. But what do you feelings on them? Why do you? Why do you support Tyler? What's your what, What's your thing for him?
1: I love him so much. Even after I'm
0: knowing, so what, happens at, even after knowing yes, what happens. Even after Spoiler for spoilers. Even... Reviewers, we're gonna spoil it now. The monster it is Tyler. He's
1: yes. He is, and I just think him, because I didn't know it was going to be him, and so they took people to fall in love with him. He is so easy to fall in love with. This man is cute and charming, and he loves alt girls. He loves goth women. Hello? Hello? I... (laughs) Wednesday choosing him until he, listen, the actor, the actor is, is good looking relatively, but I just don't think that him and Wednesday belong together. I think Wednesday belongs with somebody super like, not like her, but Xavier is super wounded. He's a, he's a starving artist and he's, (laughs) he's just like, he's exactly what people want Wednesday to be with, and I think Wednesday should not be with somebody like her.
0: Interesting, I don't know. I just feel like there's more, a lot more chemistry between Xavier and Wednesday, and that, the, the, it's more like, the, you know, they're riding along the same wavelength, and Xavier can be more understanding of of Wednesday, because, because he comes from that darker place, and so they can match together more. And then, as for Tyler, I don't know, I just, Tyler is just not I, because, okay, so Tyler, I was not appreciating certain ways that he was acting, like when he was, I feel like he was kind of like being a nice guy, and kind of like assuming that one day was sending him signals, and being like, but there's even a scene in episode uh, four, where he's like, you keep giving me these signals, and he's very upset about that. And one day replies, it's not my fault, I can't interpret your emotional voice code. Which is a great quote, you know, in and of itself, but also, like, yeah, like, Tyler, stop misinterpreting these signals, you know. It's funny how Tyler's here misinterpreting the signals on one day, and then Ajax was spending some time not catching on to Enid's blatant signals. Right. But I feel like, but I feel like
1: Xavier did the exact same thing that she yelled at like Tyler for. Like, is, Xavier was like, uh, like, you're not in love with me? Like, what? Like, we've been flirting, you know? And excuse me. It's a very, listen, and I'll, I'll let you know, this is a very, this is a, this is a, a thruple like, well, not thruple, but this is a, th- T- love triangle exactly yeah. written like Bella, Edward, and Jacob. Yeah. It is comparable.
0: Just, a very intriguing link to make between the two of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, it,
0: it, Bella, Edward, Jacob, one of the most popular love like, triangles in literary fiction.
1: Well, listen,
0: and, movie, and, movie, and, and, and I'll movie. explain
1: it. So, not comparing their their characters within themselves, but the characters within each other. Did that make sense? That did not make sense. Okay, by themselves, they're not. Exa- they're not like Edward, Jacob, and and, and Bella. But as Edward, a love the triangle, it, yes, so it dynamic, is exactly so, so like. Yes. So this is how I would explain. So Edward and. Edward and Xavier and Jacob are comparable. And you might you might hate me for that, but but Xavier is a pick-me boy. I've liked Listen, I love Xavier. I do, but I do think he's a pick-me boy. I think he's very like You didn't pick me? Like, hello. And she's mad. He he gets mad at her for assuming that he's the monster. You have artists, artistry of the monster. Like, hello? Okay,
0: yeah, I can get that. Yeah.
1: Like, like, however, I do do like the ending where he was like, well, I'm not going to call you. Well, I didn't think you would, but a text would be nice. That was cute. I do like that, but... Yeah, I like that, too. but, But... I liked it, but... I don't know. Maybe I'll become a, ja- a Jack. Jack. A Jack. No. Uh-uh. We'll never become a Stan. Uh, I meant Xavier. Maybe I'll become
0: a Stan for Xavier. No. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Probably. I still support Xavier. Not for Tyler here. Not in my household.
1: I guess we can't hang out in your household then, brother. <laughs>
0: <gasps> oh no. <clears throat> and then we have episode 5. You reap what you sow. Oh, no, actually, you, you reap what you woe. Yes. Directed, directed by Gonza Montero and written by April Blair. Now, this is the episode where I feel like the pacing is kind of off for this episode in particular because of the way that it, I feel like it puts the main story on pause, the main plot, in order to focus on a lot of the past and, like, with Gomez nice. and Matissa. Which, I mean, I guess I, I, I like I liked it though I liked it, I liked the, the what we learned about the backstory but the, the pacing still I felt a gripe over.
1: I I think it was really good. I think it deserved you deserved a break from like figuring out who the monster was and you deserved to have fleshes of like these characters that you have not seen unless it's the movie like. Like Morticia and Gomez and everything were hardly in the TV show, but to have that certain episode focused on them, I think I think
0: I liked it a lot. Interesting, yeah, I, I can see that, but yeah, because there's there's a lot of detail. for so, this backstory? Because we don't we learned that apparently Gomez has been arrested on suspicion because thirty two thirty two years ago, uh, it was suspected that he had killed a student, Jared Gates, at nevermore and apparently right. Garrett was, like, the stalker who was obsessed with Morticia. And apparently Gomez and Garrett got in a fight. Gomez stabbed him. Like, it seemed like inadvertently, like, he picked up a sword and, Go- and Garrett ran at him, and then, like, Gomez just kind of, like, helped the sword out, accidentally stabbing him, and then Which- Garrett fell off the balcony.
1: Which, that plot twist?
0: Oh, yeah. We'll be getting... I- well- We'll be getting into it, but yeah, that was that was good, and and then uh, and also we learned that apparently Sheriff Galpin finds out that the coroner has committed suicide apparently after after he mm-hmm. admitted he admitted to fact to uh, fabricating the autopsy reports for Garrett. right? And Galpin, so so then Galpin is like, oh, Gomez is a guilty one here. He's a murderer, and and arrests him. So then Gomez is in prison, right? She revealed to one stage that she was actually covering for Morticia, who actually mm-hmm. actually killed Gates, Garrett Gates, and that was that was a good twist because then it's like oh it, it was Morticia who was like did it and she picked up the sword and then when that happened then Gomez like took the sword away and I, I love that I love that dedication in the relationship Gomez was the one who was willing to take the fall for her. It's like no I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hit for this you know. the,
1: the act of love of. He loves her harder was so relevant to that scene. Yes, because he didn't kill her. He didn't kill him,
0: yeah, but yeah. he
1: did not want her to go away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's that was really, really good, and and it it really fleshed out Matisha and Gomez's relationship that much more. Make in. You know, if you, I feel like if you want, if you want already on board for them, I feel like get on board for them. Even you know, here, you know, adds more height to the dynamic. I,
1: I did, I did like. I'll, i admit, I guess I did like that part.
0: Yeah. And, and also speaking of corruption, not not just Squalo who is advocating to appoint, but also the mayor, Mayor Nova Walker, who was also involved in some corruption. Remember, because we find out. Oh, because there's more traps that we find out about Garrett Gates, because then.
1: Yes, right, because he was just the chief of police. Yes. yes. Before
0: he moved out to mayor. And we find out that right. apparently. So, so one day in Wartisha, they dig out Gates' grave, Garrett, Garrett's grave. But they find out he had been poisoned before he had been killed. And it was apparently like this, this uh, to- toxin. It was like, I think nightshade, if I recall correctly. I think, I think Nightshade, mm-hmm. he's even poisoned with. And we find out that apparently his dad, Ansel, had sent, has sent in Garrett. He, was, he, was, he had a scheme where like, it's like, okay, son, go into Nevermore, get rid of these outcasts, you're going to use the, the, this Nightshade to kill all of them. But then, and right. the, when Garrett had been fighting with Gomez, because again, he was stalking Morticia, Gomez had to fight with him, survival so broke the poison absorbed into Garrett's body. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he was already dead. It's like he was actually gonna be already dead. Like even if even if Tesha right. hadn't stabbed him accidentally, he would have died anyways. Right. It was a nice sort of twist in the plot. And then Ansel also had confessed the whole murder scheme to the mayor. But Noble Walker did a cover up. He covered up the whole thing. So mm-hmm. you know, some coru- some corruption going on. Right, you know, Ansel was just you know hated outcasts. That's why you, which is
1: so relevant to the whitewashing, not not the whitewashing, but so relevant to like the pilgrims and like everything because it's like hierarchy, like
0: racism, um, yes, corruption, and you know some corruption in the police force.
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: Yeah, protecting people who are in power. And, and right. in, in this case, it's a norm. In, in this case, it's it's normies, you know, against the outcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Sorry, Ooh. that's okay. And fi- finally, finally, Mayor Wonka does agree to release Gomez finally after admitting to doing the whole cover-up. Mm-hmm. And then Weems also we found out that Weems she admitted to covering up Rowan's death because remember she had shapeshifted into Rowan after he had died as a cover-up, to so be like, right. oh, Wait. Rowan's still alive, and then Roman will just leave the school. Right. Yeah, but yeah she's a shapeshifter, I forgot to mention that. Weaves we, is a shapeshifter, which is, a- is important, that's important in the, in the climax of the show. Yes. And then I love how this episode ends with the fire on the lawn. And even, like, I love the cinematography, too, because it, it reads, fire will, will rain on the lawn outside. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we have a shot right on Wednesday's eyeballs, with the reflection of fire rain on her eyeball. That is, like, yeah. such a gorgeous shot. That was
1: very good. Yeah. Sorry, I keep yawning.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's episode five. And now we have episode six, Quid, Pro, Whoa. Yes. Directed, I love their title. Directed by Gonja Montero and written by April Blair. And in this episode, I, I love how Day gets her parents' birthday gift of a surgery kit, and frozen scrolls at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and she's like, I would have preferred live scrolls.
1: She did say that. Yeah. She
0: is very... she Wednesday is a quick-witted
1: character, and I think that's my favorite part about her, oh. because she, she'll say stuff, and you'll be like, did yeah. she... Did, this, did she just really say that? Did she just really say that?
0: Yeah. And in this episode, Wednesday also tries to summon Goody, her ancestor, who she's seen a vision of, Right, and she and she ends up having a vision of Goody, who instructs right. her to say, "You know, here's the Gates Mansion," and
1: mm-hmm. she ends
0: up she, she ends up finding Mayor Walker there and she and she follows him back into town, mm-hmm. but then he gets run over, mm-hmm. and she and I thought mm-hmm. I thought he was dead right here, but he's just sent to the hospital. But still, like holy crap, and, and the way it happens, like he just gets out of his car. And then damn, like the car just runs them over. It's like, holy crap. That was like I was, it's a jump scare. I jolted it out of my seat. I think I probably did too.
1: I probably did too.
0: Yeah. And Wednesday day is doing some more investigating, even though Waves did lock down the school and was and was banning Wednesday day from leaving campus. But no, Wednesday, day she's gonna continue her investigation. She doesn't care for the rules. And she drags Tyler right. and Enid into it as well. Right, right. Right. And, they, and they go to the Gates Mansion where they find out that, hey, Laurel Gates, Garrett's younger sister, might actually be he's alive. St- and because she's supposed to right. be dead. And because we, we, the history of the family is that apparently they are all, all deceased. And right. the, the sister, like the sister, like what, like I think died out of the sea or something like that or drowned or something like that. I, I forget the exact, mm-hmm. like, supposed to death for her. But
1: supposedly it was like drowned, drown drowned at sea, I think.
0: Yeah. And then the and, and then the man the monster ambushes the sphere them at the mansion. And then Xavier shows up all of a sudden. And I gotta call out this moment because when he shows up, I was just like, Okay, he's the monster, right? Because because if the monster right. shows up and then she shows up and, he, and he's like, Hey, you need some, you need some help? I'm like, okay, you transformed in the past few minutes.
1: Yeah, that was, that was very good to, like, wean us into a different direction of, like, right. Tyler. I don't think I like a, thought it was a bad hearing exactly
0: either. A bad hearing.
1: Yes, I really don't think I knew who it was, but I definitely did not think
0: it was Tyler. No. My and predict- we'll still never get this. My prediction was Enid. I remember, I, we were DMing a member and, yeah. I, remember, you know, about that, yes. I I thought maybe it would fit with her arc, like I've heard wanting to wolf out, and then I was like, oh, is it like some kind of condition she has where she ends up wolfing out, but in a much more like, like, you know, raging, you know, vicious form, a bloodthirsty form. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was thinking of that. And then... The episode ends with s- someone sneaking into Mayor Walker's hospital room and unplugging his damn ventilator, killing him. I don't
1: remember that part.
0: Yes, it was at the end of episode six, Yeah, because he was in the hospital after. The- oh
1: my gosh, yes.
0: Yeah, mm hmm. And it's like, holy I jab, do remember. He, he's dead. He, he was murdered. Right. Again, I was, <sighs> I was not expecting that. Again, it's like, whoa. Yeah, that was very much. And now we have episode seven. If You Don't Roll Me By Now, <laughs> directed by James Marshall, who has worked on Smallville, which, of course, makes right. sense because co- the co-creators of the show were also co-creators of Smallville. And then this was also written by the, uh, Alfred Goff and Miles Miller. They wrote the show together. And then also Matt Lambert was the additional writer for this episode. I feel like th- this episode, I feel like the biggest thing in this episode is having Uncle Fester come in. As oh, the, that was so you know, good. Yep, we got love- Fed Omison, Fed Armisen coming in as Uncle Fester. Right,
1: I liked him. I did. I thought he was funny. I thought he was very eclectic, like the original Fester was. I don't think, however, I think he was stupid enough to do the the motorcycle part where it was like like a cow. Yeah. But I don't think Wednesday Wednesday would have never gone on the gotten on that motorcycle with him. She would have been like. Absolutely not. I don't think original Wednesday would have gotten on that motorcycle.
0: Yeah, but I I, I was also really shocked by Fred Armisen's portrayal of, of of Uncle Fester here. I will say though, know, I've heard some people complain about his depiction here that he didn't really feel, it, he, some viewers didn't really drive with him, and that he felt it felt jarring compared to how he's portrayed in the movies, which I feel like. It's sort of like how you feel about, you know, about Gomez and Letitia at the beginning of the show. You know, like how like, you know, she, she, she treats her daughter a little differently compared to the movie, so I feel, I feel like, like
1: he was really, I feel like he was really good in it though. I really do. I think yeah, I, he was very I, really, I really liked him in it. I I don't think there was a time where I was like, oh no, this doesn't cause it. In my opinion, I thought it fit. I thought he fit the, the, the original Fester. Huh.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, I I I like them, but you know different strokes for different folks, you know. For sure. And it's Fester who comes in to explain that the monster that one day is looking for is called a hide. And that mm-hmm. and and they end up like finding this diary from the Nightshades library and it reveals that a hide has to, it it has to always have a master.
1: Right. That is when I was
0: like, like,
1: that was where I was like, oh my God, there's two, there's two people. There's not just one. And so now I was like, so is it Xavier and, and I thought it was the therapist. We did not mention the the therapist. therapist. Um,
0: Yes. Okay. So Dr. Valerie Timbot. So she's a therapist who wants I they thought, have to keep seeing. Originally,
1: like, what? originally I thought she was a, a another tribute to Sandy or whatever, the realtor that like married, that was going to marry Fester. I thought oh, she was a tribute yeah, to him. And I was, to her. Yeah, Ooh. I thought because I thought, like, they're very like, both like like she's cynical, but she's, she's like you didn't get to see a lot of her character develop because you didn't see a lot of therapy. But I, I did yeah. like that character.
0: Yeah, I was, I was interested by her, too, and uh, also, it's just funny how, it, like, Wednesday sees her a few times not show, and it's funny how Wednesday is just so tired of these therapy sessions. It's just like, right. I don't care oh, for yeah. this, like, whatever. With,
1: me and my it's, homie, you know, <laughs> Wednesday knows what's up. Therapy, in general, is and just very he,
0: hard. I get why she has trouble with it. It's hard. And here's the thing. I've felt therapy, but... One day, specifically, I can see why she would object to it. You know,
1: I get pro therapy, but um, I do get why she's so hard at opening up because she's always oh, yeah. seen in her mother's like behind her mother's spotlight. Like her mother is the it girl. Like she's in the nightshade. She's she yeah. like her husband took took her her murder and made it his like. She's been in the, the 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 fencing team. Like she was oh, yeah. the girl
0: in her day. Yeah. So I get why hard to talk about. And to they also, she's like, Oh, I find it hard to cry. I I, I never cried because, you know, she had cried back when she lost a pet The Her boy's ran it over that with the so bikes.
1: That was so sad.
0: And she buried what was left of Nero in the grave, and she even had the scorpion-themed headstone. And she was like, since that day, I've never cried. So she locks up her heart. I think
1: as a Wednesday, I think that was a very good reason why she doesn't cry. Like, I think it adds depth, even more depth -er to her, you know? That didn't make sense. I think it adds even more depth
0: <laughs> to her. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's just hard Uh But also by the way, uh, it was it was Ricky Lindholm who played Doctor Kenbot, and I know her because she's in she's in Knives Out and in the two thousand nine reboot of The Last House on the Left. Those are where I recognize her from. So it's funny to rec- to see her here mm-hmm. as well, popping up in, in these roles.
1: I, I think I've seen the last. Wasn't that that one where didn't she get kidnapped by the like the neighbor?
0: Yeah, so that is like oh yeah, that's a heavy movie. So the last house on the left, very heavy. When they get kidnapped, and uh, you know, there's there's some very heavy topics, including uh, you know, like rape and Ooh. stuff like that. And oh, yeah, wow.
1: was, hold on, who was in that movie? Because I've seen that movie.
0: So uh, Tony I know Tony Goldwyn was in it. He played the dad of the, the the daughter who gets kidnapped. I think I think Monica Potter may have been may have been the mom. And then Ricky Lindholm was one of the was one of the villains. Okay. This is
1: not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about a different horror movie. But it's it's about oh. the house the end of the street or something. I don't know. I'll <laughs> figure it out and I'll send it to you.
0: All right. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's it's hard to get, get the description. I feel like a, a lot a lot of houses, a, not houses, a lot, a lot of movies can mm-hmm. finish this description, But yeah. Oh, by the way, the cast. One of the the, the people from one of, one of the people from Breaking Bad is also one of the one of the villains in the last house on the left. Oh yeah, Aaron Paul. yeah, that's it. Oh,
1: that's funny. I've never seen Breaking Bad.
0: That's a show I do want to get into sometime. I don't think I'll be watching it. I don't. think It looks too. Ricky then Home, yeah. She also knives out, she has knives out as well, which I appreciated that cameo. Okay. And which I have not seen yet. Very good movie. I must have I highly recommend it. And and then Fester and one day they're following Xavier, who they see meeting up with Doctor Kenbot in the Forest. So that's kind of they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. are these two working together? And then once day right. goes on a date with with Tyler and then she finds that her dorm room is just all messed up, the diary someone's Took a diary, and Thing has been injured again, like Eugene, gravely injured. I, because Thing was oh stabbed. God. Thing was stabbed, like impaled thought, to, thought, to the surface. I thought
1: Thing was not. I was gonna be so sad if Thing what, died. I was gonna what, be like, life? I'm not watching this. I'm, I'm not watching it.
0: But but one day, and and Fester are able to work together to... You know, and, and I love how Fester, he uses his electricity to revive mm-hmm. things. And it takes, takes some time, and we're led to believe thing is gone for good, but one day it's persistent, and she's like, if you die, I'll kill you. And it's a bit more electricity right. from right. Fester, saying it's resurrected. Oh, but way to worry us, so
1: Right. And then at the end, at the end is where they go on the date, or like, she... Like, Jenna,
0: not Jenna. Oh, the date, which the date of title is before she finds her room, it's all messed up, it's all ransacked.
1: Okay. And, uh,
0: so we also learn that Laurel Gates, apparently she's not only alive, but she returned under the name Teresa Alglau. Glau. And then, right. one day, suspects that Dr. Kenbot is Laurel. And then, oh, right. and she left the roses for Eugene. And one day it's like, oh, these roses she left for Eugene. How is that a clue? Like Hello. This is also popping in from the future, and I'm just here to say that Katie and I spent the next few minutes debating as to what really happened with the roses and why they made one day suspicious. And I didn't like to start doing a podcast, unfortunately, but I found out afterwards that the clue they provided is that once they had recognized this same variety of roses from Laurel Gates' childhood bedroom so this room that she had in the Gates Manor, so that's why she was like, "Oh, is Doctor Kinbot is she really Laurel?" So yes, the info has been provided now. All right, now back to the show. And then Valerie threatens to put Wednesday in a juvenile psychiatrist facility, and Wednesday replies, "Oh please, you and I both know I'd be running that face in a week." Right. Which, honestly, it's probably true.
1: <gasps> yes, uh, absolutely.
0: And. And and then what well, the thing is, the suspicion that Dr. Kenbot is Laurel and and that she is the master of the hide, they end up being wiped away because well, you know maybe not now but soon because like because she ends up getting killed by the hide. The right. hide, is, the hide is hiding is hiding and jumps out at her and, and murders her. And then and then police and then the police arrest Xavier because once they right. once they provided the evidence. God. Was like, oh no! Right. It, it depending on it on him, and then one day, like, and he, thank you for correcting me on this because one day, meets a t- Tyler at a coffee shop where he's been working, and kisses him, but that's when she has the vision of him of him being the hide and killing. It's like, what's her face? The therapist. Yes, Sorry, I'm so bad with names. Oh. <gasps> And it's just like, God damn, when that, uh, and I will we'll say, when Xavier was arrested, I was like, okay, wait, maybe it's not him. Because I was like, it is him, but then it's like, yeah, wait, if I, he's arrested, I, it's not him. And then when she met him, when, when once they met Tyler at the coffee shop, I was like, holy crap, I think this is leading us to the revelation that Tyler is the Hyde. And then. And that's
1: crazy because I didn't think so. And then when it did, oh, I was like.
0: It was shocking. I was like. I know.
1: It was shocking. It was shocking.
0: And see, and, and that's it why was, that's why I said for this mystery it's really riveting. It's got twists and turns.
1: Yeah. And for a short up like short season, it was so threshed out, I feel like. And it was yeah. it and, was done. Eight
0: episodes. Eight episodes, you know? And now we have episode eight, the final one of season one, A Murder of Woes. Yeah. Directed by James Marshall right. and written by Alfred Goff and Miles Miller. And now this is the episode where Wednesday confronts Tyler out in the woods and explains her reasoning for her theory that he's to hide and that he's been under Dr. Kendra's commands. And Wednesday and the other kids, her classmates, end up bringing Tyler to Xavier's art studio for interrogation. And Wednesday right. just, just torturing torturing him to, to make him confess. <laughs>
1: And he doesn't, and he doesn't break, which he is doesn't. insane to me.
0: Yeah, that was, was intense. Yes, yes. and and the other kids on upload who are on upload for, for the for the interrogation, so they actually alert uh, Principal Weems, And once they get arrested, uh, also we find out in the interrogation that his dad that his dad had married an outcast, and apparently. She wor. She had worries that her abilities had passed down to Tyler. We don't have a bit of info. Right. And oh, also, I don't think we, we mentioned this before, but Sheriff Galpin is Tyler's dad. Right. Right. Yes. Uh uh-huh. huh. Crucial. And then once they gets arrested, and she's brought to the police station, and this is where Tyler finally admits. He he confesses his high side to one day. And this was a shooting scene when he admitted hmm. the truth. like well, he I because I thought it was like a like a, like a werewolf thing. Like maybe like you can't control it. You know, like you know, like we miss having to deal with being a werewolf. You can't control it, it just happens. And well, maybe I, you can't maybe I, you can't even remember what happens when you're a werewolf. But no, with with Tyler, was like he is like he's embracing the side of him, this monster side.
1: I was like, oh he like was crying and then he turned to her and he just started smiling and i was like i was like ain't no ain't no way ain't no way i was i was repetitively i was repetitively being like wtf wtf
0: yep and then and then once they ended they end up having to say their goodbyes, which, you know, it got to my heart. I was like, oh, no, you know, saying their goodbyes, you know, because one day is now, like, she now, one day now has to leave the school, you know, if just been causing too much trouble. Right. And now we have to say their goodbyes. Right. I love, and, and, I, and I love when they hug, you know, they they have the hug. It's very, you know,
1: and then isn't she like, okay, I, you can get off now? Didn't she say that? No, I don't think she oh, did. Yeah. Maybe she didn't. But she yeah. did,
0: didn't she? I can't, I can't, I can't, I remember. I can't remember honestly. But if she did, I feel like it'd be fitting. But I can't remember honestly. But mm-hmm. the hug definitely happened, and also I love to, I love the split also p- between the rooms, like the de- the decorations in it, it is so colorful, like neon decorations, and, and one day it's all black and white and gray and so drab, mm-hmm. and even the window. Like, the window's got the colored grass on one side, and the other side matches one side, and Wednesday's on her side of the room, you know, writing away on her, at her writing her novel with her typewriter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I love that room. The set design for that room is just spectacular. Oh, also, this is when uh, Enid mentions Eugene's mom's, and that's when we get, like, the, the clear up off-screen. Off Eugene is the one who has two moms. Right. I like how Enid apparently wants Thing to keep sending her moisturizing tips.
1: Yeah, that was funny. That was yes. funny.
0: Yes. And then we find out that Miss Thornhill is actually a uh, low gate all the time, because and it, we, right. we find out because once they once they visit Eugene's the hospital, and he describes someone who he saw at the monster's cave, and this figure with red boots. Yep. And matches Miss Thornhill and it's like, so holy crap, Christina Ricci wasn't just in this for like a cameo, it, she has actually a crucial role right. in the plot, and I love this, Which because I thought I, that Christina Ricci, I me too, because I thought, she, I, I thought that her character was just gonna be like, oh, you know, you're just bringing this in for like, you know, to have Christina Ricci, that'll have a role, but up to this point, I was like, well, wait, what what role is Miss Thornhill really having in the plot? She just doesn't really seem that important, aside from being mm-hmm. the boxing teacher mm-hmm. and the drama mom to Enid and Bonte. What importance does she really have? And then it's like, oh crap, she is one of the villains. She's the master of the hide, a pilot.
1: I think that was really thought out. I think that was really intense. And. I think it added more to Christina Ritchie as just playing, going back and playing in a part she's already played in. You know,
0: yeah, and how she, and 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 I love how Christina Ritchie is able to, you know, flip the villainy switch eventually. Like you know, when 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 she fesses up and she's like, okay, yeah, I'm the master. You know, she she owns up to it. She is nefarious, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And, and and then I and then I love how. When once they confront Laurel, because we we, we now find out this someone killed is Laurel, Tyler comes there, and at first we're like, "Oh, it's Tyler," right? But then Principal Weems is act is actually disguised as Tyler. She shapeshifted. right? So that, that so she was able to trick you know trick Laurel into confessing. But oh no, Laurel killed her with the nightshade, the poison.
1: Right. That was that was a really sad scene. I think. I know. I and Again, liked...
0: was I was not expecting this? I thought we used to be alive at the end of this, right? And, you know, it, right. it's it's, tra- it's tragic, and but I do like how it raises the stakes, though. It makes it makes it feel like oh, like you know, these deaths are important. Like you know, important characters can't die. You know, it's not like the MCU where you can mm-hmm. kill someone off and then revive them whenever the hell they wants.
1: Not not you quoting Marvel universe to me. <laughs> did you did, did you <laughs> i think i think i don't know if you can kill important characters and like do it but do it right yep. like they did in wednesday
0: Different i brains. think you're
1: you have a good show
0: right That's definitely and now and, uh, Enid and Ajax when uh, up making out, and Sting ends up having to interrupt them and uh, allows them to the the situation. That's pretty amusing. And then, uh, once they ends up getting she gets knocked out and wakes up in the basement of the Gates Mansion, and you find out right. Laurel has an ordering Tyler to steal body parts so that so that she can use them in a ritual to resurrect Crackstone At which point. Right. To eliminate all outcasts. And the family, family, Lowell, Ansel, Garrett, they're all descendants of Crackstone. And they wanted revenge on outcasts because Goody Adams had taken back the land that Crackstone had stolen from them. And of course, like, you know, right. the colonialism, you know, the colonialism crap. I'm loving it. I'm assuming, like, you know, you probably love it too. It's just like, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. it's like- It was really, it was... It was. I don't know. It was really good. It was just like, I'm. I'm surprised a lot of like, people, not conservative conservatives, but I feel like a lot. I feel like a lot of people conservatives would have like been like, oh, why is that like on there? Like you're painting like people in a bad light. Blah 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 blah.
0: Yeah. So white people specifically, you know, taking taking back down from yeah. white people. They. Right? But they, that they stole, they stole it first, and now it's just the original people who lived here regaining it. Right.
1: I do like how they did that a lot. I'm surprised they didn't get get a lot of like flashback from like right winged people that are like trying to be like, oh, like right. that's not that's not what happened. Blah 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 blah. You know, like a lot yep. of like flashback from that
0: part. Definitely. So. Definitely. Yeah, all the crap facts, the lack of you know, all of that. Right. And then uh, we get to talk about Ansel wanting to murder the outcasts, and then, and then Goody Adams apparently had placed a blood curse on Crackstone's tomb, and that curse can only be broken by living descendants of Goody's on the night of a blood moon, right. Which is why Laurel right. intends to use one day as a descendant, uses her blood, and resurrects Crackstone to so hope oh boy, he is back to life. And I also do you want to say, I wonder if Goody did this, this blood curse, maybe because she realized maybe like a descendant of hers would be the only, would be the one who would have to enter the tomb and take to on the duty it, of to yes, a, a stabbing Crackstone in his heart in order to officially kill him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Crackstone stabs one day in the gut. When he comes back to life, right? But she is able to be healed though by Goody because apparently her necklace, the necklace of hers, is not only mm-hmm. and not only allows her to have psychic visions, which she's been having throughout the show, but also is a conduit for spirits. But once she uses this power, right. has once has Goody healed her, once they will never be able to see Goody again. but you know, she she mm-hmm. her tears out. She takes that sacrifice and once and Goody heals her, so you know she's back and working with her. And then Ajax and Enid they are getting the other kids in from from the Nightshade to join them and evacuate Nevermore. Enid walks out, and then Tyler transforms into a, a Hyde, and Enid and Tyler fight. Mm-hmm. And Enid is able right. to defeat Tyler. You know, win, win, right, win for her. Which is
1: really cool, by the way.
0: Yes. And this is also when Sheriff Galpin sees them, and he finally realizes that his son is the Hyde, which is. Ugh, oh, that's tough. Yeah, it is. Oh.
1: Yeah, I I'm sure it is for him because he's already dealt with his you know, his wife. So oh.
0: And then we get up to the, to the boss fight between uh Wednesday and Crackstone, who and, and Crackstone now she's gonna, he's I'm gonna not big,
1: I'm not a f- big fan of boss fights, in my opinion.
0: You know what? I gotta say I actually wasn't a big fan of it here either, because he, I I felt it made me roll my eyes a bit. Like we switch from a murder investigation it, to a boss fight that has massive implications for all outcasts. It's like the same kind of like world-saving trap we see all the time in contemporary superhero you media.
1: You also knew who was going to win, you know? Like, you knew Wednesday was going to, like, survive. Like, yeah. you...
0: It bugs me, but, it, I mean, it's not it's the hugest flaw. I mean, I, also, because the, the story <laughs> in general has been so well executed, so I am, like, you know, whatever. I'll accept this here. Uh, I did like when Laurel... Was, right. When Laurel, uh, kind of like gets Crackstone, kind of like, uh, it gets all pissed off at her, and then Laurel is like, "Never meet your heroes."
1: Right, right. Oh. That was that was funny.
0: And once they and Bianca actually gets involved too in the fight, because Bianca stabs Crackstone in the back, but not quite in the heart. So, but but mm-hmm. b- b- she did help none of that, so because just I. Like, Right. fighting him and on one day because once they was like almost gonna be killed by him. Like she was tended by him. Mm-hmm. But then Bianca distracted him. Once they then got the chance to stab him right in the heart with that with that sword and kill him. And then just like the statue like that that melted apart, he just went combusted, caught on fire and he just was finished. Right. Yay celebration. Celebration <sighs> And then, and then, oh, Eugene also comes in to use his beast to subdue the world. Which I was like, wait, are okay. we going to kill her off here? Do I just sting the death? <laughs> but I don't think we, we don't, I, because we just see one, say, like, Buddha in the face. And then we never see her again after this. Right. But I'm assuming she was just sent off, like, you know, the prison in the property. We never see her get killed off, so... Right. Yeah. Although I will say I'm not sure how I feel about Eugene uh, calling her a bitch. I feel like that wasn't really necessary. I don't know, personally for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, why what do you feel? Like, I don't
1: I don't I I don't remember what context it was used. I'm sure I, I don't know. just like she is a bitch. I guess she, I guess, but
0: like coming kind of, I feel like one day, I feel like one day should have been the one to say, or Bianca, not Eugene. You know, I feel like I feel like because I feel like Eugene is almost like too, like too soft for that. Like Eugene is too like he's well, too soft for that. Maybe
1: that's why. Maybe that's why it was like, oh, oh my goodness, you know. It was like he oh, did like, it, and
0: not them. Like he's having a fierce moment, you know. Right. Maybe okay. I can. I can see that. I'm still not entirely comfortable with this, but I can see that. I get it. And now we have goodbyes, goodbyes, you know, even even like in Williams' office. I like how they have like the goodbyes in her office, you know, like hey, you know, this is you know, we're, we're saying our our salutations to her, and she was a, she, mm-hmm. she gave off she gave off like mechanical energy, right. And then Xavier gives one day a phone, and that's when we have the moment you called out earlier about the texting
1: i think that part was cute i think it added to the softness of wednesday because wednesday deserves to be fo- soft and i will i will say that wednesday yeah. deserves to be a little girly feel a little girly feel a little soft and yeah. she already tried with with tyler and tyler was a
0: killer Yeah,
1: and so she deserves her moment
0: oh and then while wednesday is being driven away from nevermore she gets a couple of photos sent to her phone she's... that show her with Tyler and Xavier separately, as well as an animated gif that shows a knife stabbing her in the head. And she's intrigued by the possibility of a stalker.
1: I think but... it's Ajax. So you just
0: want him to be a villain the... so badly. He's terrible, I hate him. <laughs> and then oh also, uh, Lush. I forgot to I forgot to mention Lush earlier. Lush doesn't really pop out that much in the show, but I love the actor they got to play him. I felt like he was perfect in in the show. Lush, he's the one you know, driving the limo, you know, the limousine. kinda of looks like Frankenstein. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Was, yeah. I like
1: that. I did yeah. like that.
0: Again, not again kinda of, kinda of like puzzly, not really popping up much in the show, but when they do pop up, you enjoy them. Right. And then, as Wednesday is driving off, an armored car passes by, and then, and that armored car is containing Tyler, and he's all trapped in his, he's he's locked up, trapped in the stair with the guards, and he ends up like kind of like he hides out a bit, even like with the eyes, and right, you know, so it's it it hints at you know what will come later on, you know, if the show gets a second season, which I think it will. I mean i mean even like Survivor's Room mm-hmm. is, is scheduled to room is scheduled gets back together apparently to write season two. Mm-hmm. And we we'll are getting official news at the beginning of, at the beginning of the year of twenty twenty three about me lighting season two. But now season one it's a whole a whole right. lot from Monster Murder mystery and now we've got you know we've got one day, we've got Xavier, Bianca, Tyler, you know, the stalker now apparently coming into the mix. And mm-hmm. Laurel is still alive, so I feel like I feel like in season two, I feel like Laurel and Tyler would definitely come back. Maybe they would like team up again, you know, try pull more crap. You know, Laurel can manipulate so Tyler some more. And I still feel I do feel bad for Tyler because I feel like Tyler, they make it clear that she was manipulated, like Laurel was min- right. was manipulating him, and to like, into feeding into his high self. I feel like mm-hmm. if you hadn't been manipulated by her, I feel like you could have gone down a different path and not being so bloodthirsty. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Any, any more thoughts to offer on Wednesday? I think that was all of my thoughts. Oh, also, I do want to say, I, I didn't realize this until I looked up articles, but apparently an article said that the flashbacks to Goody apparently suggests that maybe she had found his Nevermore and the nightshades because she made a transition. Oh, I did to- see
1: that too, Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. To make sure he's gone forever. Also, the sword that used to right. kill Crackstone, uh, app- apparently it says here that uh Goody possibly could have used the sword to kill Crackstone originally. A- and also the same sword, Matisha uses to kill Garrett. Okay, I dig that. It says here, like, it because she uses to kill Garrett, it suggests that the blade itself could be infused with blood magic and allows. The Adams's to defeat Crackstone's bloodline. Who knows?
1: Who knows?
0: That's one today, and I shall again enjoy very much I I'm I'm gonna try to squeeze it into squeeze it into my top ten of the year. It's just, it's just tough because there's so many okay. other yeah. like, there's so many other amazing amazing T V shows I've seen this year, like Severance and Spy Family and Twenty Five Twenty One and just the Sandman, Some great shows, but I'm going to squeeze one day on there. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Well, and we don't have any more thoughts to offer on the show?
1: No, I have. I think that's, that was, I think that those were all of my thoughts. I don't, I don't think I have any more.
0: Well then, we can move on to Good Word. Now this is a segment where each of us get to recommend something. A book, a movie, a TV show, a podcast, music, whatever we want. So, Katie, what is your Good Word?
1: I think anything goes by Emma Chamberlain. I've been listening to that podcast a lot lately. And I think that is one of my favorite
0: podcasts. You know, I've actually I've I, I listened to quite a bit of that podcast and I enjoy it too. You know, just like a kind of like a, kind of podcast where you listen to someone talk and you know, give their you know, opinions and stuff and kind of in a in a casual yeah. format. All right. Your good word is anything goes with Emma Chamberlain. Right. My good word is going to be Andor, the Star Wars Disney Plus series. Now, this is a show that I was not, I was honestly, not expecting much out of it. Especially because the main character in the show, Cassian Andor, he was featured in one of Star Wars movies, Rogue One. And then Andor, the series, is a prequel to Rogue One. And I just did not give a crap about Rogue One. It was just such a dull movie in the Star Wars franchise. The characters, I couldn't get invested in them. But you know what, Andor, to my surprise, and it, it is like, like the Mandalorian remains my favorite Star Wars show. But Andor is right below it as like my second favorite Star Wars show. It's got fleshed out characters. I love how it fits into the Star Wars universe. It's a kind of show where you can actually watch it and you don't really have to have seen any other Star Wars crap. Like, you can jump into this as a non Star Wars consumer and just enjoy what it is. Enjoy these characters and these stories that they go on. And it's, it's got some really, just like, there are some moments in the show where it's like, holy crap, this is just emotionally enthralling. And, like, it has this whole, like, spy thriller tone. That I love. It really like sets it apart from the rest of the franchise. as again just a fantastic show. Definitely one of my favorites of of the year. It's on Disney Plus. Again, if you're not, I would say especially if you're not not into Star Wars, go check it out. I really hope they'll keep this quality up season two, because I feel like Disney kind of like didn't pay attention to Andor, and maybe that's why it worked out. Because it's almost like oh, Disney's like. We don't care about this. It's just some silly little Star Wars series. It's not The Mandalorian. It's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's not The Book of Obi-Wan Fett. Who cares about Andor? So maybe like Andor's writers got mm-hmm. to like play around more with the, with the writing materials that they had and be able to be more creative with the story. But now people are paying attention to it. I'm worried that Disney might be like, "Ooh, this is a money maker now. Let's latch on to this and be all Disney about it." And it's just like, right. "No, Disney, please just let us let us stay what it is." And we, we've got one more season uh-huh. left. It's one season, and then we'll have a second season coming up, and then that'll be the end, because then the end of, the end of season two, we'll, we'll, we'll head into the events of Vogue 1. So one more season left. I'm really hoping they can match the quantity of season one. So yeah, Andor And you know, shout-out also performances. Great performances, too. Like, you know, Diego Luna, he's great as the main character, Cassian Andor, And there's also an, an Imperial, an imperial character in the show, Cyril Khan, quite possibly one of the most compelling villains I've ever seen in, in the Star Wars Canon, Cyril Khan, he is such an incompetent brown noser <laughs> it's fascinating his characterization, such a bootlicker <laughs> an incompetent one of that, so 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 bad at his job, but so fascinating to watch him. Uh, but that's like good word, and what I just plus all right well. Those are our good words, and now you can promote your socials. You know, promote anything you want on Two Sense Critic.
1: I min- mostly use my, and I only remember my Instagram. Um, it's mentholcigarette. Cigarette. It, ooh, sorry, it's mentholcowboykiller. Cowboy Killer. Um, no underscores, no numbers, just mentholcowboykiller Cowboy Killer on Instagram.
0: As for my socials, you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Two Underscore Sense You can follow my personal accounts on Twitter. Pods, story graph, and letterbox at author underscore ant eighteen. You can find me on Goodreads at author Howold. If you want to email me, you can reach me at email two cents critic at yahoo.com. You can also check out my blog at two centscriticcom And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, all of those services. And make sure you Great interview especially because it really does help to affect the algorithm. I keep saying this in every episode, it bumps up the numbers Spreads spread two cents critics to more listeners. And Katie, thank you so much for joining me to talk about Wednesday a deep dive into one of the Hiss Netflix series of the year.
1: Thank you for, uh, thank you, thank yeah, thank you so much for
0: having me. <laughs> You're welcome. And until next time, stay healthy and stay strong.